Uh-huh. I should work on my posture then. Yeah, your posture is lovely. Let's make sure we got the. I, we don't want it facing me as much. Well, you got to be in frame though. Well, I'm in frame, but no, it's all about you, Josh Caterer. <laughs> uh, Josh Caterer of Smoking Popes, the returning champion on Carcon Carne. Uh, again on the show, and does this put me in the lead for most appearances? I think so. I think Tyler Wildley at Epic Deli yes. will will have some issue with that, uh, but I think this does put you in the lead. In fact, Dennis Buckley was very worried that you would do the show tonight. <laughs> he was really pushing for Matt to step up, but yeah. th- that didn't happen. Uh, before we begin, Josh Caterer, we're in Joliet right now. Uh, I do want to mention Carcon Carne is sponsored by C&H Financial Services. Business owners, are you tired of your hard-earned profits going toward paying expensive fees every time your customer pays with a credit or debit card? We're happy to announce C&H Financial Services has the solution. They're the fastest-growing financial services company in Illinois, as recognized by Inc. Magazine, and their patented technology allows you to eliminate 100 percent of the fees associated with accepting credit that's and debit almost card. all the fees i would say that is all 100 and i'm not good at math i went to columbia college but yeah. I, I think that's all I've, are you sure yeah okay uh, associated with accepting credit and debit cards as a form of payment i think clients or sponsors shudder at the the idea of the host and guest riffing <laughs> or or improvising yeah, they off don't their want script. their ad to become a bit right or just fundamentally wrong <laughs> right. The facts would be completely skewed. Um, 100% of the fees, CNH will also upgrade your business to the industry's leading point of sale system to streamline every aspect of your business for no cost. Mm. No cost, Josh Caterer of the Smoking Folks. Because usually if there's any streamlining involved, that's going to cost you. That's what I'm saying. So free streamlining? Well, and here's, how you, rare. here's how you learn more, Josh. Freeprocessingnow.com, or you can call 855-600-2437. Is that a 24-hour number? That's what I was wondering. Maybe you can leave a message. Because it's or, after midnight. Or write this down. But the way Facebook works, people may not see this till Monday morning. Perfect right. timing. And if you're a small yeah. business owner, if you're a restaurateur, you're working 24-7, let's be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 855-600-2437, extension 999, and start saving money today. Josh, you want to do this? I think, I think we've already... Here we are. I feel like we're halfway through it. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van You've been on the show a lot. You're on the show every week because you did the theme song. Uh, thank you for that. Oh, um, sure. This it's is an a, honor for me to have it's an to honor be associated with and appearing on your program every week. <laughs> this is a rare situation in that we're actually recording after you performed. Yeah. Usually we're, we're just kind of doing this for fun, one-off sort of stuff. Uh, you just got off stage at yeah. the Forge and Juliet. I love watching you guys. Honestly. That, that, oh, thanks. That, that was just such a great show. It's good to see Matt on stage tonight. Yeah. I forgot, Matt's a very physical player. He's very animated on stage. The thing you might find surprising about Matt is that when he's off stage, he does not exercise. So So, (laughs) this is it. This is it. So, you know, he's doing his scissor kicks. He's jumping around, pogoing, really catching some air up there. You would think, oh, he must, you know, you've got to stay in shape for that. Yeah. Nope. Nope. (laughs) This This is it. This is... No, you just you, you you go on stage, you leave it all on the stage, and then you go back to your normal life. All right, I mean, since we're on which the topic, I think is inspiring to all of us. He like, is an inspiration to us all. Think of what you can achieve without any 
uh, tr- rigorous training. Yeah. I believe the kids would say hashtag goals. <laughs> hashtag goals, yeah. I think so. So since we're talking about Matt, and for those who aren't as familiar with the Smoking Popes, which is unthinkable, sure, but if they're not, the core of Smoking Popes is the three caterer gentlemen, Josh, Eli, and Matt. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen Matt for a while. So here's a situation. We're at the Forge in Joliet. It's the T1 Fest. Really top to bottom, great lineup, really cool bands. I'm terrible with names and faces. I just want to be clear about that. There are a lot of people here tonight who I've seen before, who I've met before, and not out of disrespect, but I, I just couldn't remember their names. Yeah. Putting I, that aside, a guy, I have the I suffer from the same uh, problem. A guy walks in tonight. It's maybe seven thirty, eight o'clock. I'm convinced it's Matt Caterer. I haven't seen him in a million years. Okay. I go up to him, pat him on the back. I'm like, "Hey, great to see you. Really looking forward to seeing you play tonight. It's been forever." looked at me blankly. He's like, who are you? I said, it's James. Hi, James. I'm, and he said some other name, and I just about died. I'm like, you know, I thought you were someone else. I'm really sorry. And I think he kind of looked like the Matt Caterer on the cover of Get Fired, which was like 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, that's Matt. Uh, he's, he's changed since then. Um, yeah. he, was, he was. So it was very embarrassing. That's the, that's the sort of, the what's one of the pitfalls of Celebrity, James, as you know, (laughs) is that, uh, you know, you you freeze in people's minds. That is true. Uh, At at whatever era of your career uh, most, you know, penetrates their psyche, Mm -hmm. you are forever that age. So the interesting part of all this is I still didn't talk to Matt at all tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Very elusive. I didn't even see him off the stage. Eli was working the merch merch desk or merch table all night. Mm-hmm. I saw you. I helped you bring in some gear. Matt was just an enigma. Yeah. And I, I saw Mike briefly. Um, my whole goal for tonight, besides seeing you and supporting and recording, uh, was making my formal apology to Mike Fellamley for mispronouncing his name. This has stuck with me since the last time we talked about his name, that I've mispronounced his name for 25 years. <laughs> I never what, got, were, what were you calling him? Fellamley. 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 Well, okay. Does that count as a full mispronunciation it's really uh just emphasizing the wrong syllable yeah but if someone said van osdal that'd be wrong uh or josh josh cartier well see those are mispronunciations i would i would say what if someone called you van osdal that'd be wrong (laughs) (laughs) that's just categorically wrong or we live in illinois Going back to your show tonight, <laughs> and going back to Eli at the at the merch table, um, I was over there. It was maybe right before the Lillingtons played, and one of the guys from the Reaganomics was talking to Eli, and talking about how much he loves Smoking Popes, as we all do. And he was asking Eli uh, what you guys were going to play tonight. Yeah. And Eli said, "I don't want to tell you. That'll spoil it. That'll make it less exciting." And he was kind of being funny, but serious too. Right. And there is something to that. I like not knowing. I liked not knowing what you were going to play tonight. I liked not knowing that you opened with Simmer Down. I liked, put it like this, I was enjoying the show so much, and by the end of the show I was in, in front of the stage, I kind of forgot about I Know You Love Me. So you played Need You Around, and then you played I Know You Love Me, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. They, they still didn't play this, and it was exciting oh. to me. Well, like, that's, that's nice. See, <clears throat> I don't know why people want to know what's on a set list, because... In almost any other arena, particularly of the arts, you don't want a spoiler. Right. 
You don't want to. You will start watching a TV show. You don't know what's going to happen at the end. You don't want to see. Uh, you don't want to know how it's going to be resolved. You don't want to know if some of your favorite characters are going to die. You don't want to know these things. You don't really want to know what you're going to get for Christmas. You don't want to know these things. So why would you want to see a set list before it gets played? It's I'm the guilty same of it. Principle. I've done it. I, I've done it, and I regret it every time. I, I don't know what it right. is. I regret it. But tonight, I, going into this cold, I could have looked at your set list before you took the stage. I mean, you, you put them out there, then you walked off stage. I didn't. I let it all surprise me, and mm-hmm. I was enjoying it so much. I'm proud of you, James. Thank you. This I was enjoying ma- it so much. a sign of maturity. <laughs> it is. I'm growing. But it was really exciting. You played I Know You Love Me. I'm like, of course they're playing I Know You Love Me. But I was just in the moment, and I, I experienced it as a fan, as mm-hmm. I should, and it was awesome. Ah. And it, you do that thing where you, where you go out in the crowd... You let the yeah. crowd sing. Well, this one was fun because they had, uh, what do you call that? Uh, there was like that little fence, like yeah, a security... Uh, just a barrier? Barrier. Yeah. That's what you call it, a barrier. And on the inside of the barrier were these little steps, I think, for security people yeah. to stand on if you need to beat somebody down. That's right. Um, but it also works really well. If you hop down there, you can stand on the step and uh, have nice access to the crowd there. You can get the mic in their faces. That was really fun. And I saw a lot of uh, friends in the audience who I knew were lead singers of bands. So it was going to work out pretty well if I hopped up there. And I they was all, wondering. I, I thought, are, are people they, looking They, at, like, koi fish came. See, I was worried <laughs> that people would see you coming and have that look of just being mortified. No, like, a lot oh, of people do, but if it's a guy in a band, I mean, it's Dan yeah. Vapid, he's not going to... right be uh, sheepish about being on the mic. Right, exactly. He sounded great. Of course, because he's Dan Vapid. He's Dan Vapid. Dan Vapid. You know, he's a pro. He is a pro. Uh, so, really great time tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved every second of it. And the, the new stuff, I mean, you put out an album last year, that stuff integrates really well with the oh, set. Thanks. I mean, it yeah. just, the, the pacing of the set I thought was really good, old and new. You picked a really good set list. It's funny. I was, I was, I'm going to interrupt you before you say something. Sorry. Okay. Um, talking to a guy, I don't know who it was, uh, just someone who's connected with me on Facebook, and he said, I, I wouldn't miss this show. I've been a Smoking Popes fan forever. Their music is timeless. Hmm. That's, I, timeless is a big word, and I thought about that, and the songs really do hold up. And I, I thought about the set list afterwards, how the, the new and the old really were seamless, and there is something to be said. The, the the songs aren't these aren't '90s songs that you're playing off "Born to Quit" or "Get Fired" or "Destination." I mean, they all work together. They all sound contemporary and in their moment. Thank you. You know, this means a lot coming from you, James. Oh, because you're a man who uh, has been exposed to a ridiculously overwhelming amount of music both local, national, and international of various genres. And so uh, I would think that uh, you would just become hardened, you know, no, dead I, inside. Where you, where, where, <laughs> so I'm for, dead for, inside, but not about music. For you, I also, <laughs> I also know you to be the kind of person who doesn't just blow smoke. No, I, I, and I love your band, and you know that. I, I, I wouldn't just blow smoke. But it's interesting. You, you talk about, you know, I've been exposed to a lot of music. Yeah, I was in radio, but these days everyone's exposed to the same amount of music. I mean, you're, you can be exposed to as much music as you want to be in them. But if you're in, the, if you're in radio now, 
Do you still have people sending you physical things like uh, I th- I think CDs? Th- I think you do. Do Do you? Yeah, no, I'm I'm just a local music host. Mm. Look at Oops. that! Oh, I punched. Look at the Josh Caterer, the Smoking Popes. <laughs> I punched the uh, microphone. You can edit that out. Just clean it up and. Post. Uh, let's be clear. I'm not editing anything. This is like the sixth <laughs> interview I've done today. I'm just. These are going to just roll out assembly line style. There's no finessing. So we're just. I like that. Whatever. It's real. It's if I keep it real. Mm-hmm. I keep it real. All right, so I, I we don't have to do a long interview. I just wanted to capture you after the moment, um, after you were live on stage. So much fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we've played this venue before, but it was called something else. Mojo's, right? It was Mojo's. Yeah. We're, we're on the good side of Joliet here. You don't want to go on the bad side. I, I drove right past the prison on the way here. I was at the prison two nights ago. Really? Doing what? A podcast. That's all I do now. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's where the Blues Brothers was filmed. Like the, the, right. the doorway. That's where Oh right. I saw you posted that. Uh-huh. Julia Jake. Where uh-huh. Julia Jake came out. It, it's good times. It's an intimidating structure, isn't it? Especially if it you're not really expecting is. to see it. It's, it's foreboding. It's right up on the street. Usually you think uh-huh. a prison would be recessed or like <laughs> yes. Yeah. There'd be like, you know, uh, a moat or something. See, I was saying this eighty eight fingers Louis was in the car earlier. And we were talking about the prison. I thought I sensed a presence here. That's that's right. (laughs) Um, We were talking about prison, and I said, to me, the worst case scenario, the absolute most horrific thing I can imagine is being sentenced to prison. Yeah. Are you claustrophobic? Yes. Yeah. Those cells are... Those cells, everything about it. Maybe... What was the movie? Ed Norton was in it. 15th hour or 25th hour. I don't know what what the number was, but the idea is he's spending his last day as a free man before he has to go to prison and it's stressful like mm-hmm. just the mounting tension uh, of him with his relationships with his his family as he's getting ready to go off to jail that stayed with me so I, I think about things like that as I was walking around the Joliet prison in the middle of the night like 14 acres of enclosed well, you barbed got wire to have access inside of Joliet prison in the middle of the night that's, yes that's pretty special it was a little little scary not yeah. scary but cr- just Unsettling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. You so get to, you you lead a cool life, says the lead singer of Smoking Popes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I I love my life as well, but um, I but, nobody but, nobody's letting me into Joliet Prison you, you in the middle of the night. You only need to ask. Now, Maybe I'm I si- can make a couple calls. I, I guess. I'm sitting there in in the balcony watching the first half of your set, and I'm looking down at the crowd. Everyone's singing along. They're singing the lyrics back at you. It's good to be a smoking pope. It's good to be Josh Caterer. <laughs> it's good to be the king. Remember I mean, that movie? Yes. <laughs> I mean, let's hear it for love. Everyone's singing along. People were singing along with Simmer Down. Like the, I mean, it... Yeah. You know, there was some debate as to whether we should do that many new songs in the set. Because, um, uh, you know, it, it's like, and I don't know where we're getting this information. But, but Matt... <laughs> But Matt had some kind of uh, he had he had gotten this from somewhere. He was he was absolutely convinced that you should only do three songs off the new album. If you put out a new album, uh, you know, if if it's more than three songs, somehow the the uh, the audience just won't be able to engage with it or something. Um, and so, you know, when the album came out and we were touring. You know, I pushed it up to four, and I was like, "Well, let's do four songs." And we we sort of, you know, then you can space them out. Yeah. If we're doing like a seventeen-song set, right? 
uh, you can kind of space them out so that there's between all the new songs there's like uh, enough old ones but then tonight the thing was for this show I don't know we got together and rehearsed because we haven't actually played a show together since June it's a long time. Yeah, and we haven't been practicing either. So we have not actually played music together since June. So we got together for one practice for this show. There, there was a certain rawness to, to yeah, it was show. a little loosey goosey, wasn't I it? I like that. Yeah, it was. We were having fun, but it was not. We weren't going for precision. Yeah, yeah. But when we got together to, to rehearse, you know, we ran a bunch of songs from the new album, and those felt really kind of fresh and inspired and fun to us and then we started running through you know well there's you know we played no more smiles and like that song is perfectly good except we've played it like thousands yeah. of times and so we were like we don't really need we, we got done with the song and i literally said we didn't need to practice that song did we and everybody was like no and we probably don't need to practice uh, need you around uh, I know nope. you love me gotta know right now let's hear it for love any of that stuff so we didn't we only practiced um, we said let's let's think about the back catalog and pull out a couple of you know dusties that we mm -hmm. haven't played so that's why you got Sandra tonight that, that reacted very well yeah because we haven't played yeah. it in forever um but the other songs, I mean, Let's Hear It For Love, we have not played that song, even in rehearsal, for five months. Right. And uh, I think we were like 94% accurate. That's another song you've played a million times. Right. I mean, it's hard to mess that up for you guys. I think I hit a wrong note on one of the... <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's Jimmy, the organizer of the T1 Fest. Yeah, there he is. There he is. Hey, there's Dan Vapid. Dan Vapid. Did you have him in here? I did. Hi, Dan Vapid. Josh. Hey, I'm recording a podcast right now. Oh, oh yeah. hey. Pretty oh, exciting Dan. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did this earlier. He did? Yeah. You earned your stripes. Yeah, I'll I think he's, he's going to air these on the same day. Am I? And see how many more. We're in like in a cage match with That's each other. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to win the cage match. You just saw her. But no, because I, I only because I'm taking out ads. I'm I'm going to invest the money. Right. Smart. Try to boost it. I was hoping to get a photo with me and you. Oh, dude. Wait, why would you here? Give me your, one. Give me your phone. Yeah. I'll take a picture of you two okay? right now. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're watching right now. Should we? Uh, do I have to get out or like? No, we'll do it. Have have Dan lean in. That's me. <laughs> All right. There's Josh. We need Dan Vapid here. You don't. Yeah, I am. Uh, a Josh like super fan. I think we all are. Yeah. Great pictures. All right. So that's my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. You never know who you'll see on the street well, here in Joliet. Awesome, awesome show, by the I'm way. A, I'm a Dan super fan, dude. I have been. You guys go way back. I've been you? an admirer of your work ever since. Two feet on the ground. I used oh, to see you guys. At uh, McGregor's, McGregor's, oh my Mr. Lord. Bubble T-shirt era. Oh yeah, yeah, you're going way back with that. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Are you smiling? Are yeah, we I, yeah. Sort of I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty giddy right now. Yeah. Sort of grinning. Yeah. You don't have to do the brooding rock star thing. Now Dan's a little dark. Maybe it's just his soul. There we go. There we go. This is like Night of the Living Dead. Someone's crawling through yeah. the window. <laughs> 
Oh, Josh, such a Excellent. great show tonight. I had such a good time. Oh, cool, man. I'll let you get back to your interview. I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, good. Not at all. Okay. Dan Vampin, everybody. <laughs> we should play together more often. Well, it's tough with him because like he lives guy. downstate now. He lives by St. Louis. Oh, boy. Okay. Like, he literally drove here from St. Louis, parked the car, jumped in my car, went into the venue, and he was on stage 15 minutes later. That was how his afternoon wow. went. A little crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, he's like, he's in high demand. He's a celebrity. He's being whisked here and hither and yon. Uh-huh. But no, he's, he's done a, a great deal of things and a great many bands. I see, I... I mean, I said that, but I really meant it. Like, there was a, a period in time back when I was in high school and, and uh, started going to shows at McGregor's, and probably a lot of people that you have in this car talk about McGregor's, and you've been to McGregor's, right? Uh, years and years and years ago. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the spot where I saw my first real punk shows, and one of the first bands I saw there was Apocalypse Hoboken, and then... Soon after that, I saw Sludgeworth play at McGregor's, and those two bands were like uh, heroes to me. That's interesting. And and Dan, I thought, was just an amazing frontman. He always uh, he was like uh, inspiring to me about the way that he could uh, connect with an audience mm-hmm. and just project himself out there in a way that was uh, that had showmanship. But also, uh, he was totally accessible, just just a guy. But yeah. I, I was slightly intimidated by him, especially because then I joined Apocalypse Hoboken. Wait, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, and then we were, at, after a rehearsal one time, uh, I, I, Dan Vapid showed up and was talking to us. And, and Scott Hoffman and Dan were talking about... Oh man, I wish I could remember all the details of this story, but there was this, they were talking about um, some guy that they didn't like and they wanted to, uh, you know, do something to Uh him. Work him over? Work him over. Teach him a lesson? Yeah, teach him a lesson. Uh And so Dan had this idea that they would, that they, (laughs) that they would tie him, they would tie his feet to the back bumper of a car uh, and that Dan would... Like Scott would drive, you know, slowly, kind of like not too fast. Well, what kind of maybe good, what kind 10, of good fellas shit were you getting maybe into? Maybe ten back or then? fifteen miles an hour, and that they would flip him over face down, and that that Dan would sit on his head, so so that he would be like a a human crayon, and his face would just and <laughs> a the, human crayon. And, and he was like describing this idea and like laughing like a maniac, and I was just like. Wow, this is crazy! I can't believe I'm a part of this discussion. I don't think he means it, but uh, it's really sort of exhilarating just to even be here hearing this uh, story. And so, ever since then, I mean, I like—I'm—I don't know Dan super well. We see each other at shows. We've had many like show backstage conversations, but I'm always like slightly intimidated that he's going to tie me to the bumper of a car and sit on my head. That's fair. I, I, as shocking as that story is, I, I think I'm more shocked to learn that you were in Apocalypse Hoboken for a minute. Uh, I was for actually less than a year. I think it was about nine months that I was in Apocalypse Hoboken. Um, it was they when I first started seeing them. They had a lead singer whose name was. Um, Ted. Okay. Do you remember this? I don't. 
Okay. Yeah, we, we don't need to go. I mean, this Ted. is we're getting in the weeds with Chicago punk rock history, but and then yeah, the, then Ted left, and for about a year before they got Todd Pot, they had a guy named Lyle, okay, as their lead singer, and um, we, I I joined the band during that period, and we um wrote and arranged and recorded I don't think it was a full length album it was but it was I think it was like six or seven songs it was like an EP called Punish the Innocent that they released on cassette and it was recorded at Solid Sound and that was the first time I ever met Phil Bonet so Apocalypse Hoboken introduced me to Phil yeah, Bonet there's, yeah that's a positive yeah yeah um that's so interesting. So that me. was it was pivotal in in Pope's history. Did you? I was wondering this. I, I was thinking about talking to you today. Was it always clear that you were the one who would sing out of, out of you and your brothers? Um, only because we we all tried singing and playing guitar at the same time, and I was the only one that could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's like this thing, right? Where you, right. Yeah. It's like can you can you hold a consistent strumming pattern? And sing a different a rhythm than that pattern. And so you, you were I was it. the only one that really could do that. You won the challenge early on, but uh, you know both of my brothers have good singing voices. I think um, I got the chance to develop mine more because I I won the singing contest early on. But I think like if Matt had become the singer of the band back then, like you know he would have uh, you know developed his his own style as a singing voice and would have been a perfectly good, you know, front man for, for the sure. band. All right, so looking ahead to... It, it, was this your last show for the year? It has to be, right? No, we have one more. We're playing in December in Milwaukee. Okay, where, where are you playing in Milwaukee? At uh, the back room at Collectivo. The coffee place? Yeah. Lovely. I love yeah. that place. Yeah, oh, this and... This particular Collectivo has a really nice venue in the back of it called the Back Room. That's so and it's cool. like a 200, well, depending if they kind of take the wall out, it can be, I think, 250. So it's a nice little venue, but it's clean in there. It smells like coffee. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's like just a place you want to be. Smoking popes and coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little fun road trip to Milwaukee. Why not? All right. Yeah, so that, that's come coming up, up for that. I, actually, I'd love to. Um, that's December 6th. You said? Is it? I don't know. I'm making that up. Uh, I'm going to look on my little phone here. So, and then... Um, December 6th. Look at that. Yeah. This was... They uh, keep wanting to do these kind of shows on Saturdays. But I finally got to the point where I said, I, I don't want to do the late night Saturday shows anymore. And here because, we are at like one in the morning. Because we here we are at one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. This one I couldn't do anything about, but that one I moved it from a Saturday to a Friday because I always have to get up super early and leave right. worship at church on Sunday mornings, and I got to get up at like six in the in oh the my morning. Gosh. Get out of my car to do that. You got to wake up and and, and lead and right. Do your so thing. if I do a poor job tomorrow morning, it's my fault. Uh, I'm blaming you. I accept that. It's only and fair. you can. That's between you and the Lord. <laughs> if you <laughs> here's the thing. You can't smoke inside the venue at, at, at the Forge, but there's a smoking 
area in front of the venue. So everyone who can't smoke inside the venue smokes right by the door. I'm convinced I inhaled so much secondhand smoke. If I laugh, I start coughing. Like I feel like yeah. I, I feel like my clothes probably stink of cigarettes just from walking in and out of that door. I'm so glad that they you can't smoke in venues anymore. Oh my gosh, I remember coming home from shows at Metro or Double Door. And I'd have to hang my clothes like outside before I walked mm. in the back door because they stunk. I'd have I, to take a shower because my hair stunk. I didn't like that even when I used to smoke. I hated I going I'm... into a venue. Hi, how are you? We are trapped. Oh, by my car? Oh, you can't you get out? And Dan Baffin's car and we can't leave. Okay. And he walked away and went back in the bar. Oh, oh, so you just need me to back up, right? Yeah, that'd be great. All right, here we go. We back up a few feet. This podcast. is the first for the podcast. Here we go. Sorry, guys. Oh, not a oh. sorry thing. we got to get you, you home. You're making uh, podcast history. Podcast history. Here we go. This is the first. Driving while holding the mic. Yeah. It's okay. Nice we were wrapping done. up anyway. She was, she was oh, trapped. You, you got plenty of space back there, by the Do way. Do I? I can keep going? Yeah, I think you could go another six feet. Oh, she's good. That minivan is as good as out of here. Mm-hmm. You take that minivan back to Naperville. All right. Go home. Get some rest. Go go do your thing. Uh, Josh, obviously, it's always a pleasure hanging out with you. Uh, but it, also, what a great pleasure seeing Smoking Popes live on stage. Oh, thank you. Hey, it, it's amazing. I appreciate your, your still, ongoing support. You're still great. You're. St- I mean, you keep... You've aged so beautifully. Clean as living, li- James. Uh, actually, it is clean living. I, I was thinking about that when you were on stage. There are water bottles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, during 88 Fingers Louis set, uh, there were beer cans everywhere. And I think for the other bands. But yeah, good clean living from the Smoking Popes. An inspiration to you kids. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that I'm a teetotaler, uh, which I think is evidenced by the fact that the last time I was on this podcast, uh, uh, one of the <laughs> other podcast guests forced us all to do shots of tequila uh, before before we got in the car. Was that the doctor who prescribed that? I think it was. Dr. Wilson. <laughs> yes, yes it was. He's he a doctor. insisted on buying us shots of tequila. He's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was pretty good, too. That was Fired Up Tacos, which I've been back to a couple of times since A couple then. times. Yeah. <laughs> Do those vegan Asian tacos. You just those good. You get a taste for them. Uh-huh. I'm hooked. All right. Well, Josh, thank you for doing this. Get some rest. Uh, Smoking Popes in Milwaukee next month, and we'll just keep an eye on another Chicago date in 2020. Okay. Look, it seems, I know you want to kick me out of the car. I want you to be able to live your life and get I, some sleep and leave, leave. I don't feel like, you know, I just don't want to leave. It's so this, it's such a safe you want to do? and happy place in here. It is. <laughs> do you, um, I, like, how? what's the ratio of podcasts where people actually eat food now because i think you do a lot of it's funny episodes where there's no food involved right it's not an intentional thing i've done a lot of i guess we'll call it event coverage over the past couple months where i've done things like t1 fest or cold waves at metro or riot fest or i did a golf tournament where i'm just out at these events all day and it's it's a chance to interview a whole lot of people but there's no food involved Mm -hmm. and i don't want to do the that thing where i'm just doing traditional interviews if I'm going to these events I want to be able to do it in my car Riot Fest doesn't count but I mean here same situation like here's a chance to talk to you and to 88 and to Dan um, it'd be crazy to try to figure out food for each of those interviews yeah so I just kind of treat it as an event so it just worked out that way and the haunted houses too that I've done in the prison just these opportunities have come up and I don't want to not do them but by the same token it means I have to kind of 
fudge the Carquin Carney concept a little bit. But, right. Uh, that changed uh, Tuesday night. I'm recording with Steve Gadlin, who's uh, an insane entrepreneurial inventor type. Uh, he was the guy who created I Want to Draw a Cat for You, which was financed by <laughs> Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. Um, we're going for pierogies on Tuesday night. Nice. So, I mean, we're, I, I, do, I'm not does it always away. have to be dinner because of your schedule? Or yeah. do, you, do you ever do breakfast with somebody? I'm open to breakfast. I could do a breakfast. Because I like to... I like to push the envelope and and break new ground with you. I I was I was not the first um, guest on your podcast. You were Ho- not. You were the however, first music guest. I was the first music guest. Yeah, that's significant. I, that's significant, and I'm very proud of it. Yeah, you were because the- I remember when I suggested to you, "Hey, why don't I uh, why don't I bring my guitar and I could do a song?" And you were like, "Really, really? <laughs> like I don't think it. I, I think you were a little daunted by like." How can I capture live music yeah. in the car and have it sound decent? It uh, worked out. It worked out. All you really got to do is point a microphone towards the guitar. And That's it. <laughs> it's not that hard, really. Take that, Mr. Precision. It's that easy. So I would uh, I would be honored to also be the first uh, breakfast guest. Let's do that. Yeah, I mean, because you're right. Because of my day job, I really plan like 7.30, 8 o'clock for most recordings. But I could do it early in the morning, like 7 or, thir- 7 or 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Okay, so but that, okay, I, I live in Aurora now. How far is it from to from your place to Aurora? It's or I could probably I would be considerate and meet you somewhere in the middle. Like you don't have to come all the way out. It would be halfway, like Lombard. Maybe. Okay, we'll meet in Lombard. We'll meet in Lombard. Find a good breakfast spot in Lombard. Get like it to Oak go. Brook. Yeah, we'll we'll get it to go. All <laughs> right. So the next time Josh Caterer is on Kirkland Carney. We'll be eating waffles or something. Yeah. Or Eggs Benedict. I love That'll that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Another first. We're going to break new ground. Cool. J- Josh, thank you. Wanna thank th- you, James. I want to thank CNH Financial Services. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> thing <laughs> about the 100%. That really, or as they say in Joliet, 100. 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to stop this now. Go, go home. Go to bed. Go to sleep. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Good night and good luck. <laughs>